Welcome to the Excellence in Enterprise podcast, where I reach out to people I do not know, engage with friends, all for the purpose of learning about them, learning about what they care about, why they care about what they're doing, what they're engaged with from across multiple different industries and multiple different vantage points and viewpoints, all for the purpose of increasing my personal knowledge and kind of thinking outside the box when it comes to my work, my professional career. I want to draw from those sources and I thought you might be interested in hearing as well. So I hope you will join me on this journey. You can find me on YouTube, on Spotify, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Feel free to reach out anytime. I'd love to engage with you. And I hope you enjoy this podcast interview um, engagement journey with me. Okie dokie. All right. Well, welcome to episode number five. This is with my friend, Jeremy Chia. We've known each other for, I want to say, eight years, nine years now, right? Because I nine think, years. yeah, crazy. Maybe. that's crazy. Um, we, we were sweet mates in college, and then we were roommates in college, and then we were roommates kind of sort of during the summer, shortly after, I guess, junior year of college, and then... He moved away to do other things and I stayed in DC and now he lives a few hours away, but we stayed, uh, stayed connected. And what I thought would be kind of interesting is we spent a ton of time, probably hundreds, if not thousands of hours talking about all kinds of stuff. But one of the things we've talked the most about is uh, mentality and personality and kind of managing of ourselves and our circumstances. And so I wanted to focus specifically for, for this episode, which that may mean it ends up being a shorter episode, but wanted to focus specifically on the uh, kind of the mentality aspects of like how we approach our mentality and how we think about mentality and how we've um, discussed and even encouraged each other in our mentality in times past. Um, so that's kind of the goal for this discussion. But before we get into the episode, for those of you watching on YouTube, if you would consider liking and subscribing, that would be fantastic. It helps with the algorithm and it is very encouraging. And so we'd love to see that. And if you're listening on a different uh, Spotify or Apple podcast platform, then please consider going and leaving a review. That would be phenomenal. Thank you so much for everybody listening and for your support. I appreciate it. Uh, Jeremy, before we get into the first question that I that I had for you, I need to get you some uh, chosen candles, man. You need them in your little office there. I got mine burning right here, but I need I to get know. you some. Uh, it's only a matter of time before I put my first order in. <laughs> yeah, we need to. We need, I need to. I'll, I'll send you one or something. But all right, first uh, first question that I had to kind of kick us off is if you had to name one thing, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be super specific, but if you had to name one thing, whether it's a person, a book, an article, at a circumstance, whatever it is, if you had to name one thing that has had the most impact on your mentality, and which is to say, for, for those uh, listening and, and watching, what we're when we're talking about mentality, we're thinking about our approach to our life and who we want to be and how we conduct ourselves in our professional and personal lives. And so, uh, yeah, so back to the question. If you had to pick one thing that has had the most impact on your mentality, uh, what would what would you say it is? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure, you know, to recreate many of these conversations. <laughs> um, 
putting aside all of the the normal suspects because i feel like if i don't give them a shout out then i'll get slammed so you know like family uh you know faith community people like all of that the community supports shout out to all of them but um you know if we're talking about like external factors heroes that kind of thing which is the first thing that comes to mind for me um it would probably be kobe bryant um you know like i was a huge basketball i am still a huge basketball fan um you know i bleed purple and gold i grew up in la um i actually don't remember the first time that i picked up a basketball um and like that was some of my you know like sweetest childhood memories actually it was just sitting um with my mom you know before my sisters came around not that you know my sisters aren't great but um like you just you know uh, but they ruined the memories what can you say (laughs) no no we can't say that on air live on air um but um yeah i've been a huge laker fan you know so um and right around the time that i started watching basketball was around the Shaq and kobe area gotcha okay and what about Kobe's mentality or what about Kobe himself? Um, and obviously rest in peace and all that. Um, what about his existence? How, you know, what about his existence impacted you? Like why was it Kobe and not Michael Jordan? Why was it Kobe and not some book you read? Like when you think of Kobe, why, why are you thinking of Kobe? Well, first of all, it's probably because, um, like, again, he is what I remember from my childhood. So, you know, there's a huge Michael Jordan and Kobe debate. In fact, probably most people in on the web today giving basketball commentary would say there's not even a debate because it's just definitively settled in favor of MJ. <laughs> Putting aside all of that right now, um, you know, like I grew up watching um, Kobe and, you know, Michael Hedder was already toward the end of his career by the time I was watching live basketball. Um, the thing I got the most was, I, I mean, I loved how a, he was just an amazing athlete when he came in, right? Like he was one of the first who came straight from high school, um, unbelievable talent. Um, but I mean, he went, he didn't just stop there, right? It, it, sometimes it feels like watching enormously talented individuals and, you know, maybe I can even experience a little bit of that, you know, like sometimes being smart can be your biggest handicap because you just kind of chill and cruise. Um, and he like did not do that. He had some of the greatest basketball players of all time talking about his work ethic and his unbelievable workouts. Um, and over time, you know, like there were these heartbreaking moments in like, you know, 04, 05, where like, you know, he would get somebody up for a pump fake and they would come down on his shoulder and Kobe would be out. So like his career was, had tons of adversity, lots of injury, lots of extra career um, barriers, if you will. And over time, he's just developed, you know, what a lot of basketball people will know as the Mamba mentality, right? And we can, you know, go into that more, but that's the mentality is really what set him apart for me. Okay. And then how have you, in what ways have you felt that impact you and your mentality and what are or maybe even more specifically what are elements from his mentality that you have kind of drawn and tried to make part of your mentality because obviously you're a different person different personality or we all are uh, so what are the elements that you've drawn specifically from him and tried to make yours i think 
in the beginning, um, like around high school is when I first started participating in like um, intramural, um, some sort of competition, um, like pure against pure competition. Mm -hmm. So, um, which was competitive speech and debate, which is really funny because that probably paints me as a geek. I do have a backstory for that. Not that I'm ashamed of my speech and debate background, but um, <laughs> when I was 14, well, maybe I should back up. When I was like 12, I got my growth spurt before all my friends. So I was like a head taller than everybody. And I was convinced I would make it into the league. So um, <laughs> when I was 14, I was like trying to convince my mom to let me play high school competitive basketball. And she let me try out and I did okay. And she said, okay, well, um, I don't think you're going to keep growing. So I'm going to put you in speech and debate instead of basketball. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it turned out she was right. I stopped growing and everybody else caught up. Um, so, you know, good call on her part. But um, that was the first type of activity where I remember thinking like, okay, I don't have basketball, but I have this thing that I am decent at at the beginning, um, but that I can like really... I can get really good at this if I want. And so I kind of decided to myself after my first tournament that like I would invest heavily into the activity. And so, you know, for those four years of high school and I've maintained some level of competition ever since then through like law school and college, um, I guess that was the most direct parallel, right? Because Kobe was competing in basketball. I was competing not in basketball, but in a different type of activity. Mm -hmm. So like those are the th totally hear what you're saying, you know, and and I think like those are the things that you were doing per se and and competing, but I think there's I think there's more to it in that there were and or are specific elements of the Mamba mentality um, that I think you know you've thought about in the past and were applying to your circumstance, and so I think even to try and take it a, a step deeper or further, I'm curious what you would say are elements of how he thought that you applied to how you thought through difficult circumstances or um, situations or whatever it may have been versus just drawing a, or versus just having a comparison between both of you being in competition or in your respective fields. Cause obviously lots of people are in competition in their respective fields, but there are still like people that have endeavored to either have successfully you know, stood out like Kobe. Um, and then there's other people who have it or at the very least, you know, endeavoring to stand out like yourself, like myself. Um, and then there's people that are trying to figure that out. Um, and to, to some extent, you know, even those that are trying are trying to figure it out. And then there's those people that don't think about it at all, um, which is totally fine. I think different personalities are drawn to different elements of what they should and shouldn't be doing. But if you were to take it a, a step further beyond drawing comparison, like when you think about the, 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 the thought process of Kobe and its impact on you. It's not just a, Oh, Kobe is competing. I'm competing or I was competing or whatever. It's there's, there's more to it than that. Do you have, can you flesh that out a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'll paint, paint with broad brush strokes and then, you know, we can pick and choose which ones to get deeper on. Um, so first of all, there's just the, the straight up work ethic. Like he worked harder than 
anybody else. Um, you know, and he had legends like, you know, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, Elgin Baylor, like these legends who are in the Hall of Fame, they've got their jerseys retired, like they've watched Kobe work out. They're like, you know, this guy is different. Um, and he's once, you know, explained he, on various different interviews, like specifically, like if someone, for instance, you know, wakes up at like nine, right? And then they start working out in 10, um, like, and they put in a workout 10 to 12, and then they have to break to eat and rest. And they go back in the gym from like, you know, two to four, and then you got to rest and recover again. And then you eat dinner, you're back in the gym, like, you know, what, seven and nine. So that's like six hours, six, eight hours, um, if you can squeeze something in like that. And then he was like, well, if you turn that on its head, if you wake up at three, <laughs> you know, you got like way more hours. Um, and then if you just keep up that consistency over time, there's no way anybody else can compete with you because like they're so far behind, you know, over years, over years of hard work, ethic and practice. Um, there is like this other example of, um, you know, Jay Williams, who's another NBA player um, who was, I believe, visiting the Lakers. And so, you know, they work out at the gym a few hours before tip off um, and Kobe was there and, you know, he was already working out by the time this, by the time Jay had started his workout, he was still working out when Jay left. And so, you know, they meet up after the game. I think the Lakers win. <laughs> um, and afterward he goes up to Kobe and asks him like, dude, you were working out before and after you know, my workout, my warm up. like what was going through your head? Like, why were you doing that? And Kobe's answer was, um, yeah, I kept working out because I saw you were working out. So I wanted you to see that I was working harder than you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the first element is just like, you know, brute force. Um, another element I think is like the intelligence and the deep mental thinking. Like you mentioned some people just, you know, don't think about it or they're not really conscious or mindful of the effort that they're putting in. And so there's like the element of not just working harder, but working smarter, right? And like Kobe wanted to know like, you know, everything, like why certain offenses work, why certain, you know, footwork positions work the way they did. Um, I mean, he also played in a certain basketball system, like the triangle offense, um, you know, with Tex Winter and Phil Jackson. And so, you know, he was put in a great system where he could flourish and learn, you know, so many intricacies of basketball. So, you know, that also inspired me to, you know, not just like work hard, um, but to like take that extra step and think about like, why is it working? You know, why is a certain thing that I'm studying the way it is? So for instance, you know, like right now in my present career, I'm working in the, you know, law field. It's not just thinking about, you know, like why a certain law works the way or just understanding the mechanics. Like I feel a lot of lawyers do, but also just like think that extra step about like, what is exactly the law trying to achieve? Like, what are the policies behind that law? Something like that. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, no, I totally want to go deeper. Um, I think I want to start with the brute force component because that's one that, it's the easiest one because it's the most straightforward, right? And it's usually, you know, defined by, for most people defined by, you know, how little sleep did you get last night? <laughs> uh, and I think, you know, we've, and, and we've talked about this in, in the past, 
And I'm someone who, so when I, right after I graduated college, I was working or soon after or whatever, it was a little um, interlaid with one another, but I was working in DC and I would wake up at like four or four thirty. I would drive into the, into the city. I would work out um, at the gym, get changed, dressed and whatnot, go to work. I would be at work early, which, and I was also, so I was getting my master's at the same time. I'd work on like a paper or whatever class reading. Um, and then I would work all day. And then after work, I would either have a class, have a paper, or I would go play soccer. And then I would get home at like, maybe nine o'clock was like early, but you know, I had some late games and get home at like 1030 or 11 and go to bed and then wake up at four or four 30, go to the gym. And I was doing that. And I was even, um, you know, between everything going on between work and the office and, um, soccer and whatnot, like I was doing that six, often seven times, uh, seven days a week. And so what I, and that lasted for about a year and a half two or two years, maybe give or take, um, elements changed, but kind of the same deal there. And I was in a lot of ways brute forcing it. Now I enjoyed it and I was like, I had a lot of energy doing it. I wasn't like just dragging myself along all the time. But what I found out about, or what I ran into about two years, two and a half years in is like, I got super burned out. Um, and you know, that doesn't mean that it's just like, I went from doing all that to being on the couch, but I definitely was like, I'm not getting enough sleep. Um, like my body was suffering. Like I was, it was, I was having a hard time, um, with energy and, um, like I was getting, it was easier to be sick for, uh, for longer, which I pretty much never get sick. And so just a number of things like that, that I noticed. And so I took a step back and I had a couple injuries from like soccer and, um, working out and stuff. And so I took a step back and that step back, like I was only going to do it for like six months and then it turned to a year and then it was like two years. And even so now to this day, what, three, four years later or three years later, I guess. Um, I'm still not at that same, like I totally crank out at 110 miles an hour. Um, but I've been, you know, I try and build more and more consistency. And so I'm curious why you think, or if you think, um, I guess why I'm curious why you think Kobe was able to maintain his crazy brute force schedule for years and years and years on end. Now I'm sure he had, you know, took time to relax and all that kind of stuff, but he still is or was um, operating at a much higher level than someone is even like in my position with all the ideas and concepts that I have going on and at your level. Um, and is that, do you feel like that's a personality thing? Do you, you know, do you think that there's an element to that's a, component of just who he was made to be in a lot of ways, um, or is, and, and that's not to say there aren't elements that can be learned and trained and practiced, but you know, I, is it really just the learn, train and practice elements that set the Kobe's and the, I just listened to, um, a podcast with Michael Phelps and Adam Grant. Um, and you know, is, are those, is it just the crazy work ethic that's just you know, based on who they are able to be, or is it something they practice? Like, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on all that? Yeah, that's something that I thought about. Um, I think first off, I definitely, I think it's, it's gotta be in him. Right. And it's so rare. Um, and like, it's almost impossible that somebody would have been able to sustain that level of involvement without 
you know, being predisposed to that. Um, that's probably not developed super well because, you know, that's a, that's like psychoanalysis. Um, that's my personal opinion. Um, you know, there's a reason why there's only one Kobe, there's only one Michael Jordan, um, et cetera. Um, but I also don't think that's a very useful inquiry, you know, um, because it's a very, we're all humans, we all make mistakes. Um, and, you know, in one area or another, we all have, you know, weaknesses, we all have something to work on. It just so happened that wasn't really something Kobe struggled with or Michael struggled with. Um, but there are certainly other areas that they were challenged. And, you know, for us on the outside, um, looking at their stories, like it doesn't really, it, I mean, it's certainly good to be honest and to acknowledge that, you know, like there are times where, you know, I, it, to be honest in high school for those four years, I worked my butt off. Like I worked harder than probably any other member of my club, harder than, you know, a good chunk of, you know, most other competitors in the league, I would think. Um, and then I got to college and I got super burned out, um, partly because I kind of knew what I wanted to do going into college, or I, at least I thought I knew what I wanted to do, um, which was, you know, get involved in, you know, either the law or some sort of politics, policy, working on the Hill. That's partly why I moved from California to Virginia. And I couldn't do that. I was told I had to basically, you know, spend four years studying U.S. history or psych. <laughs> Or philosophy the liberal arts <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. physics right <laughs> like uh i did not you know sign up for four years to learn about newtonian equations of force <laughs> so um there has been a time where you know i've had to accept for myself that like maybe in certain activities I can work harder than everybody else but like you know I am not Kobe I'm not Michael Jordan and I shouldn't try to be right so going back to your question what I think was unique about Kobe was like he's talked before about good muses versus bad muses so it's like the inspiration he had a really strong why for why he wanted to get up at three every morning or in some cases you know play games without sleep um he, on the good like the good muse side. Um, like he, there is like this short film that he made, which is Dear Basketball. I'm pretty sure it won a Grammy or not a Grammy, a, 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 an Oscar. Um, and like, you know, he just talks about like how much he loves the game. Like he loves the sound of the ball hitting the floor in, a, in an empty arena. He loved the smell and the feel of the leather, right? Like there's just so much about the game. Like it's a beautiful game. You know, um, and I think if he didn't have that, like, it wouldn't be the same, right? And there is also the bad muse side, which I feel like doesn't get talked a whole lot about. Um, you know, there are times like in the 2003-2004 court case, right, against him where it was a sexual assault case. I mean, he's talked about that before, you know, he's talked about all the times when people, you know, in opposing stands have, you know, um, you know, shouted things at him, you know, where they're all booing, like all gives him energy. And so there's almost like a light energy versus a dark energy type of thing, you know, kind of like a, a Marvel-esque <laughs> vibe going on here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think he fed off of both of those. Um, and so there, there were the times where, you know, he got up at 3am because he wanted to get better at the game. And there's also the times he got up at 3 a.m. because he knew, for instance, Allen Iverson just got 50 the last night and 
there's no way he was letting Allen Iverson beat him. And so he was getting up at 3 a.m. because he wanted to work harder than that guy across the country. So what do the rest of us do? <laughs> uh, and a thought that came to mind as you were talking um, was, and it's, it's the, the concept of having a why, right? Which, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways is, has been championed by Simon Sinek. And um, there are a lot of elements to that. And a lot of, it's a very big concept. And a, lot, a lot of people talk about it and things like that. And I, it's been kind of interesting for both of our journeys, because I actually feel like our, what we perceived to be our why and uh, has changed over time. <laughs> uh, and our trajectory that we were pursuing has changed over time. And that's not to say that we're not, uh, that we are less, you know, I don't know if lucky is the right word, but uh, less lucky than say Michael or uh, Michael Jordan or Kobe or whoever, right? Because they had like more or less one singular why, right? Be good at this game and get paid for this game. Uh, and, and so I feel like in some ways that's probably where a lot of people, and I know that we've been through this. That's where a lot of people run into um, issues in their life, whether it's in college, whether it's, you know, early twenties crisis or midlife crisis or millennial crisis or, you know, whatever it is. And I feel like in a lot of ways, that's what is being, you know, that's what's causing it. And there are some elements there where it's like, Hey, um, it, part of it is probably being driven by having a broader uh, understanding of the world than you did when you were a kid. Um, and a lot of people kind of go through like a, oh my gosh, this is not what I was expecting to have to interact with as an adult. I wasn't even thinking about this in terms of, you know, there are a lot of negative things in the world. And so one of the things I was talking yesterday with a, a friend who I've known since like high school. Um, and one of the things we were talking about was just our past and talking through different circumstances and how you can look back or I, I, at least in my life can look back and see how, you know, each one from when I was like a tiny little kid to the next, to the next, to the next is like made me stronger and better, stronger and wiser and more mature. And, and I think that there's an element to that where it's, I think the, your why and the pursuit of your why is connected to your journey. Right. And I think for a lot of us, and as in the vast majority of us, uh, our why and our journey or our journey is more is more of our why than our like our why being about our journey which i feel mm -hmm. like is kobe his his um his why was about his journey whereas mm -hmm. i feel like my journey is about my why because i'm still discovering elements of my why <laughs> um and i'm still figuring out like what that's supposed to mean and that and that translates to that have, going through that process translates to it being hard to wake up in the morning sometimes like if I know I can do everything that I need to do in a day and it doesn't really matter, it's not a big deal. And I could do it today. I could do it in the morning. I could do it in the afternoon or I could do it three days from now. Nothing really matters. Right. Why not just, you know, lay in bed and scroll through Instagram or whatever. Right. And I think that that becomes like the big question of like, how do I solve for that in my life? And we've both gone through um, substantive elements of not figuring that out, trying to figure it out and replacing it. And I was even thinking just, uh, I think it was this morning 
but I was just thinking, you know, and I've thought this before, but just how through different elements of my life, I've relied on different components of things to give me energy, right? And give me drive and provide like an outsourced um, income <laughs> of uh, a, a, a vision, essentially. Um, and, you know, in college, it was the pursuit of the the trajectory that I wanted to do, right? With paramilitary counterterrorism, right? And then it translated a little bit. And for a long time, like I watched a ton of soccer and I just enjoyed the beauty of the game. There's a lot of cool things about that. And then, uh, especially when I was like working out and going all the time, it was like motivational YouTube videos, right? And things like that. And then it kind of shifted to a little bit more of um, philosophic uh, based, but still motivational type videos. And, you know, we've shared plenty of them back and forth over the years, right? And then it shifted a little bit more, uh, even like two years ago when I was like at this new company, there was a lot going on. I was like, hey, this is opening up a whole new uh, world to me in a lot of ways. And I can, you know, start enjoying soccer and things like that. And then, you know, today it's like none of those things give me the same, have the same impact on me that they did at that time. And so I think the, to circle it back to kind of the thought that I've was, have been having is trying to, how does one go about trying to, or the question, how does one go about trying to figure out how to keep themselves moving while they're on their journey? Right. And I think part of the, part of the, the, the illusion of success or happiness is connected to, Hey, once I reach my why I'll be happy. But for all we know, that journey could last, you know, our entire lifetime. Right. Uh, and that's just the, the type of life that we were meant to live. And there's like nothing to take away from that. That doesn't mean we're not having huge impact on the people around us, huge impact in our communities and our families, um, our friends and, you know, colleagues. And then through the work that we're doing, all the way down the line, you know, how, no matter how small it is, it's impacting the world in some way. And, um, and so you have to, I think to some extent or other, you have to be prepared for that to be the answer. Because if all you're doing is wanting to have a why, then I think you are distracting yourself from finding meaning in what you're doing in the moment, which might be what is supposed to, you know, be where you're finding meaning. And it's distracting you and pulling you away from that. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? As a, that was, I threw out a lot there, but. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. It's, I'm used to it. <laughs> um, so one thing that I've gotten, I guess, is like, maybe it sounds cliche, but just like really not to stop dreaming. Um, it, it, it's one thing Kobe said at the end of his life was like, it's, re it's really the journey that matters and not as much the destination, even though all of us obviously want to get to the destination, but um, it's the, even if we don't have a why we still have a why. Um, and, you know, I can speak for, I think both you and, and I like the object of, you know, our career desires, our relationship desires, our family desires, all of that has evolved over the years. But um, what hasn't evolved is, you know, our desire to, you know, achieve greatness. You know, I, I'm not talking about like a self-centered, you know, like I am great, but, um, you know, like we don't want to just settle, right? We want to have great careers. We want to change the world still. We want to impact, um, you know, the, our communities. Um, you know, we don't want to just settle into, you know, um, 
you know, like a, a marriage where we'd rather both be out, <laughs> you know, like we both want to be like, you know, in love with, um, you know, our ladies and vice versa, you know, all of that. And I think especially for a lot of, you know, for myself and for a lot of our colleagues who are, you know, quarter life crisising, um, there's really a temptation to let that go. Um, because, you know, we are transitioning into adulthood. And so, yeah, like, just don't let go of the dreams. Um, because that is what drives us, right? Um, going back to like how I apply things that I've seen from Kobe's life to myself. Um, you know, Kobe's last championship, well, first of all, when he and Shaq were together, right? They won three straight, 2000, 2001, 2002. And then Shaq left. And people were saying, yeah, Kobe kicked Shaq out. You know, I'm not gonna revisit that sports debate here. But like both of them have since acknowledged for the longest time, they were trying to win without each other to prove to the world, right? Or if you ask certain people, like, just to stoke the fire a little bit, you know? Um, so anyway, um, Kobe didn't win again until 2009. And, you know, in, in 08, it was the first time he made the finals again, um, it, it, before, since Shaq left. And they lost, they got blown out in game six by the Boston Celtics. And I think the score was something ridiculous, like 160 to, you know, 120s. It was like a 40 point blowout. They were celebrating on the floor before the game was done. You know, they lost in Boston. So they had a walkout with droop heads, uh, confetti all over them. Right. So like that was a heartbreaker. But, you know, he got back up. He, um, you know, recommitted to training, to becoming a leader, to making his teammates the best that they could. And they won two more. Um, still 2010 was the last championship that he won. Um, and, you know, he kept trying to get back, kept trying to get back riddled by injuries, you know, teammates, injuries, teammates, not doing well. I think around, you know, 2013, 2014, like they started plummeting, like their record was like one of the worst in the West. And then he got, um, he got an Achilles tear, um, like almost no athlete comes back from an Achilles tear and maintains their prior form. Though, you know, maybe Kevin Durant is <laughs> breaking that today. Um, but like, you know, he asked himself, like, do I want to, like, I, he was, that was the first time that I ever heard him say, acknowledge that he wasn't sure if he even wanted to come back to basketball, right? Because like, he, he knew he could, but it was such a high mountain. So he ultimately decided that he wanted to leave on his terms, not because of an Achilles tear, which is again, very Kobe-esque. Um, and I you know, respect him tremendously for that. And I think 2016 was his last season. It was his 20th. And you know, the Lakers did not have a winning record, um, but in his last game, he dropped 60. Like what other athlete retires at 20 years dropping 60? You know, um, and so even though that wasn't a huge, you know, like he didn't, it wasn't the Cinderella fairy tale, like he wins coming back from an Achilles, wins a championship, city goes wild. Um, I mean, that's still something that I can look to and think, you know, like, I mean, I don't have an Achilles tear, right? Like, if there's something that I'm working through, it's mental, or it's relational, or it's, you know, a situation, an abstract situation, you know, like, abstract situation that I put myself in. I am not physically hurt, right? I'm not physically incapable of getting to where I want to get to. And um, if they can do it, you know, why the heck should I count myself out? Um, 
So that's, does that answer the question that like, that's part of what, you know, um, that's part of what gets me up in the morning. Um, yeah, like, again, even if we don't have a, a, a particular why, we do have a why. Um, and that why is bettering ourselves, you know, and like, I can, you know, I know both of us have spoken at length about, you know, the, the relationship factor, <laughs> right? Um, and I mean, that's another aspect that gets me out of bed in the morning, you know, like I could very easily, um, you know, for things that we'll maybe get into later today or another day, like there have been things that happened in the last, you know, two, three years of my life that where I really could have just stayed in bed all day. Um, you know, I had to take time off of law school. And so, you know, I was in a position where I saw all my friends graduate first. I didn't, you know, and I was left behind almost. So um, there, but at the end of the day, you know, I think about the kind of person that I dream of becoming and the kind of person that I see myself with, right? And I want to be the kind of person that my dream person is attracted to, right? So that's another thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. <laughs> no, I totally think that's 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 awesome. That's that's definitely in line with um, some things that that I was thinking, and I like the drawing the connection between you know Kobe's journey and he's on his path, and there are um, there are elements that held him back, right? On he he ran into struggles on his path, right, and we're on our path and we're running into our version of, you know, said struggles. And, um, and I also, I really like the, the dreaming thing, um, because something I was thinking about, it was about a month ago. Um, but I was actually thinking about, um, one of the things that I feel like, um, have one, it was, I was thinking about my, actually my dad and my grandpa, who my grandpa passed away at the end of last year and my dad's dad. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, one of the things that, that stood out to me about both of them and that I feel like kept them going for so long, like my grandpa had, I think by the time he died, um, I think he was going on like 17 or 18 years of heart issues and he had like, four or five open heart surgeries, which at the time was like basically unheard of, like just like kept going and like was running a chainsaw, you know, yeah. um, even after. <laughs> and so like, you know, but one of the things that stood out to me or has stood out to me um, is that they like right up into the end, like my grandpa was a dreamer. And I was like, that's exactly how I was thinking of it and putting it to myself. Um, and it wasn't always about like his life, you know, at the, at the end, he was dreaming about how my parents, his, uh, ministry could be super successful and dreaming about how their book was going to impact people. And like, he was, he always had that as an element of, you know, what he was doing in a lot of ways. Um, and then I feel like the same can be said for my dad, you know, like, and, and to, to use like a completely different type of example, it's like my dad will like drive by a piece of real estate and be like, oh man what could we do with this? You know, and he's dreaming about like, what could be done with a piece of real estate? Um, and he's not in real estate, <laughs> but you know, like that's a, 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 an outflow of this kind of like dreaming mentality. And I was thinking about how, like how, how important I feel like that is. And so I, that's so cool that you brought that up. Cause we hadn't talked about that. <laughs> um, yeah, but totally, man. Um, it's like almost, 
You know, I guess another thing that came to mind is um, I think we both talked about um, the content that we consume. You know, like I remember, I remember when I was like, you know, 10 and like I got my first computer game, right? And my mom got an egg timer and she's like, okay, I'm going to give you 20 <laughs> minutes per day. You can play your computer game for 20 minutes a day, set the timer at 20 minutes. It seems so long. It was like a thing I looked forward to every day. <laughs> um, and, you know, here I am now with like my iPhone alerts, you know, your screen time was down 17% from last week, 13 hours. Like, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, anyway, we both talked about like being more, um, meaningful with that content, right? If we are spending like 13 hours of our waking day on that. And, you know, like um, I've, you know, really been inspired by a lot of other young people um, and, you know, not to put aside, you know, the older generation at all, but I'm talking about, you know, maintaining the dream um, and like just realizing that there are are other young people out there that are pursuing their dreams, you know, that are overcoming adversity, a lot of adversity in many cases. Um, and, you know, like, you know, why not me, right? Why not us? Um, I think it's really important, especially with, you know, COVID, it feels really isolating at this moment. Um, there's not a whole lot of social events going on. Even if people are going to social events, they're getting slammed for going to social events, <laughs> right? So um, yeah, that's that's super important. Yeah. Well, and so I feel like the the follow up to that is, and I think a, a, a serious component of no matter where you're at in your journey, no matter who you are, is I think you have to. And again, this is just my opinion. <laughs> But I think to some extent or another, whatever it looks like for you, um, you have to decide the type of person that you want to be, and then you have to go execute on that. And I th and, and we've talked about this in some ways before where it's, you know, and I've said this before, it doesn't matter even if you're not consciously deciding who you want to be by not deciding it, you are deciding who you want to be, right? Because you are on a trajectory one way or the other. And so I think Kobe's an example of someone who he decided he wanted to be really good at this game, right? He, he knew who he wanted to be. And then there are uh, like, to go back even way further in history, um, it, though not that long ago, don't forget, it's not actually that long ago, but Winston Churchill in World War II, right? He knew like as a kid, basically who he, or I mean, maybe young adult, um, knew who he wanted to be. And in some ways he totally achieved that in other ways it got away from him. And, but he was always following principles that he had set up for himself and whether they were personal or professional, et cetera. And I think that, I think that might be what people are trying to tap into when they say things like be true to yourself. Right. Um, I think the problem with that is like, it, it becomes kind of vague because of course you should be true to the good things of yourself and your good strengths and things like that. But you should also be aware of the fact that you have weaknesses and maybe shortcomings or, um, bad habits or, you know, bad, uh, uh aspects of your personality or whatever it is that you should be working on. Right. And so you shouldn't just be true to, whatever it is that exists, um, right. Uh, automatically within you. It's like, you should be true to the things that you believe should be, are important to who you want to be as a person and what you want to do. And that's where I think, you know, for me and for you, 
it's we we know the type of person we want to be in 10 years 15 years 20 years and while we don't necessarily always know like what tomorrow's step should be we know that you know consuming a quality piece of of content right is better than scrolling through instagram for an hour right which is easy to do <laughs> uh and and i think that there are like those that's where i try and the way that I try and break down my life and mentality and how I approach it is if I know that uh, a certain move would be better than another move, whether it's a, you know, even if that means like not doing something, right. Even that means taking a, you know, a couple hours to go outside and have a cigar and read my book, right. Or whatever it is, but that's still better than having a cigar and scrolling through Instagram. Right. And it's still better than going to bed and sleeping for three hours, even if I'm like not tired. Right. So there's like always steps to that. And that's, I think a lot of people hear that and have heard that, (laughs) um, and feel that I'm being, you know, like too Spartan, uh, in, in my approach. And I think the, the, the breakdown there is like, I, like that's, like you have to understand like that decision that that decision matrix right is based on my decision of who i want to be right which is connected to my personality which is connected to the good that i want to do in the world and the the the, the positive impact that i want to have like so to me it's like that, that isn't it isn't spartan in a negative way it's uh progressive in building the foundation and the pyramid of of you know my life and and so like, I don't know if you have thoughts on, on that, but that's kind of how my approach and how I think about the, uh, achieving and working towards the dream versus it just existing. And then also maintaining some semblance of progress, even when I feel like I'm not making progress in wherever I'm at, you know, in my why or in my journey towards my why, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, I guess a little bit of background for our viewers on me, like you probably already know this, but <laughs> I'm quite an all or nothing person, right? Like it's not too bad to ask me to wake up at like 4.30 for one week straight. But then if you ask me to wake up at like 6.30 consistently, like in perpetuity, I'm like, you want me to wake up at 6.30 forever, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, like when it comes to, you know, attending class, you know, like if I'm, if I got a great professor and I really believe in the mission, you know, like what I'm learning, we're talking about transferable skills. I am all there. Like I'm, you have me not only eight to five, but like I will study before bed. I will study during meals. I will study in the morning, but then like, if I'm not really getting it, you know, like, you know, maybe I won't even attend class, you know? So like, again, this is something that I've worked on, you know, I no longer cut class, you know, I'd no longer <laughs> cut class at, at the end of my, um, you know, uh, school career, but um, it's, uh, you know, that, that is consistency is something that I struggle with um, as a personality trait. And so when you talk about what you were talking about, you know, the Spartan mentality, yeah, like I, I totally get that because I think from people on the outside, um, they're there with you in terms of thinking like, obviously, yeah, they do want to better themselves, but then they're a little scared when they think about like, you know, every moment mattering, what does that mean then that like, I can't spend even 20 minutes on Instagram, you know, does that mean I can't even watch a free YouTube video just because I want to like, just for the heck of it. Right. And like, that's the same fear that I had when, you know, my mom always told me as a kid, oh, you should go plan. I'd like 
plan out every minute. And then after a week, I'd get scared because I'd be like, you know, this, I feel like I'm in a straitjacket, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's some, to elaborate on, you know, the Spartan mentality, right? It's not to say that you can't have any fun, but rather that you should have fun consciously. Even if it's going to be an, a block of time that you say you're going to be subconscious, like to think ahead of time, you know, for instance, from time to time, I just want to have an afternoon off, maybe even a whole day off, right? Like where I just want to, you know, watch sports or watch esports with you or, um, you know, game or something like that, or take a really long walk or hike. I already know from experience that I don't want to spend X amount of time doing that. Like, I don't, I don't want to spend, you know, just if I get home at, you know, 6.30, I don't want to, you know, sit down on my couch, look up and it's 9.30 and all I've been doing is watching TV, right? I already know I don't want to make that decision, but I also know I probably need a little bit of time to like, you know, decompress. And so I decide what amount of time would I be comfortable spending? And so like, you know, okay, 7.30, 8, you know, okay. And then I'll just, you know, block that out that's my subconscious time, right? Like I'm not really thinking until the timer goes off and then it's back to the, you know, back on schedule. So there's, I think people misinterpret um, what it means to, you know, live intentionally. And they think that it means having your foot on the gas pedal the entire time. And that's not what it means. It just means, you know, answering to yourself, being your own boss and asking like, you know, what would I be happy with today in terms of progress and how I spent my time? Um, I saw the other day on uh, Facebook or Instagram, there was like a life calendar, which, you know, like in every calendar, there's, you know, a list of the months and you can cross off the months as it goes, except this is like the average uh, calendar, a long, a few long sheets with like the average life expectancy of the American adult. So like, you know, 75 years, 80 years. And then it's like, you cross off how many years you've lived. And it's like scary, man, <laughs> because you look at that and like, you're looking at death. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not the kind of person that like thinks about, you know, death um, a whole lot and, you know, entertain suicidal thoughts, just me personally. But, um, you know, like there, we have had a lot of loss. The public has had a lot of loss recently, especially with COVID you know, um, you know, like Kobe passing away right before COVID. And, you know, I personally work in the trusts and estates field. So there's a lot of death that I have to, you know, deal with in my line of work. So that's just kind of something additionally that I thought about, you know, like I don't have much time left. Like I hope, you know, I had a long and full and happy life and all that, but in the grand scheme of things, None of us has that much time. Like we don't live until we're 150, right? So what do I want to experience? How do I want to be remembered afterward? But mostly like, what do I want to do? What do I want to contribute with the time that I have? Because I'll never get that back, right? And sometimes that means applying myself, building good habits, spending more time with family, um, you know, and, and sometimes to achieve those longer term goals, it means maintaining sanity by decompressing. And so I guess it's to say decompress, but maintain the consciousness of why you're decompressing in the grander scheme of things. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
So where would you say as of today, right? Cause it's kind of an ever progressing uh, circumstance uh, for us, but where would you say you're at in your mentality as of today? Strengths, weaknesses, what's currently on your mind relative to mentality? I'm at a solid 62%. (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, it's hard to quantify, right? Like, I feel like I'm in a healthier state of mind. Um, I'm not completely, you know, to be completely honest, I'm not where I want to be in terms of the career yet. Um, Like, I don't have my law license yet. I hope to have it soon in a few months. Um, So let's go. Right. (laughs) Yes, let's go. Um, So it's kind of in a holding pattern right now. But you know, like I can still there, there are things that I can think about, you know, in terms of like, what fields of um, law do I eventually want to get there? Like, how do I want to prepare myself in terms of, you know, what am I reading? Um, What kind of, you know, um, continuing education can I invest myself in um, to be prepared for those types of law? Like, for instance, you know, um, if I'm one thing that I'm interested in currently, and I think I share this interest with you is like business and entrepreneurship, right? I think we approach that right now from slightly different angles. Like you're more on the, you know, uh, the actual building of business side. Um, I'm approaching it more from, uh, an interest side, but also like, I know my skills are more on the legal side, the detail oriented aspects, as opposed to grand strategy, which is kind of like, you know, the things you bring to the table. And so, you know, um, if I want to, you know, get involved in like mergers and acquisitions, like, you know, I better know what I'm talking about, you know, so I, I probably, there's a degree of stuff that I won't know until I'm in it. Right. But there are things that I can learn right now while I have time. So, you know, I'll invest in, invest in myself. Um, I'll, I'll put in the time to learn what I can right now. Gotcha. Okay. And then, if you think about where you're at in your mentality relative to something like, uh, like mental health, right. Um, where would you say you're at? Um, I mean, I think again, I think I'm at a healthier state now. Um, and part of that is because I have tried to surround myself with good people, you know, you included, um, (laughs) You know, I take time out to like, you know, invest in my faith and, you know, my family and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, just being out and not, you know, staying indoors and confining myself to, you know, like not letting the the, the echo chamber resonate too much. is good. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. It's so for me, that's always a hard question because like I'm happy, like I'm happy, right? I live a happy life. I'm blessed uh, with a lot of things and in a lot of ways, but there's like almost never a moment, you know, I can relax and step outside of my world for like a very short time, very, very short, but inevitably, and generally speaking, very consistently, I exist in a state of, I want to do more. I want more. I want more. I want more. And I want to be engaged more. I want to be working harder. I want, 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 want my, like, I want this like high octane existence. But the thing is, is it's, I found there to be a dichotomy between that emotion in a lot of ways and how I choose to execute in my life. It's like yesterday is a great example. It's like, I woke up, I've been waking up early just like naturally, but I don't like do anything 
serious or substantive, like for a few hours. I'm like, eh, right. And then it's like, okay, you know, day starts to happen. And then it's like, oh, I hung out with a friend. That was like really, really good time. And then I was like, all right, you know, I got to do laundry. I got to, you know, work on some candle stuff. I got to, um, what was the other thing I had to do? I had to do some cleaning, do dishes, you know, stuff like that. And I don't think I did any of it. Now that is it me. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> it's like, you know, all right, Britain, like, you know, what's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you want to achieve X, then you kind of have to do Y. And, uh, and that's something. And I think part of that comes from, for me, that comes from a sense of not being totally sure of the direction um, that I want to take with different things. Um, and like the, the candle company is an easy one. It's like, you know, Hey, I need to work on two new scents. It's like, well, all right, which two new scents? I gotta, you know, I gotta mix the scents. I gotta make the scents. I would rather just have the scents and bang the scents out and like go. Right. And that's not part, that's not how it works. Um, and part of that's a personality thing. Um, and, and then part of it is like a discipline thing. And I've, one of the things I've noticed in myself and, you know, I'm working on an esports business, um, as well, or a concept. It's not really business, you know, and it won't be for a little bit, but you know, I'm working on that and I spent a lot of time, you know, I'll spend hours researching, watching content, you know, taking notes, having conversations with people. Right. But then it's like, Hey, it's time to, you know, find somebody to help us with the, um, with, uh, some no code development. Right. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, and that's, that's all that happens. Nothing. And it's, you know, take me 10 minutes to just go post an ad on Upwork, say, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what the situation is. Anybody out there. Right. And I would totally probably, you know, potentially, you know, get a hit, but like, why have I not done that yet? When I should have been doing, I could have done that two weeks ago. Right. Um, and like, and so that's one, that's a, that's a lack in my mentality that I've been noticing lately. And I've been trying to think, um, about, but I think there's an element to where I can get too intellectual about it and, and sit there and be like, well, at least I'm thinking about it. So that means I'm making progress, right? It's like, nah, you already know what you should be doing, which is you should, you know, block out 30 minutes, block out an hour, whatever it is, and just focus and do the work. Um, and that's one of the things I've noticed is it's, you know, especially during quarantine and things like that, it's actually really hard to focus because, you know, I've got a screen here, screen here, TV over there, my phone right here, you know, I can listen to whatever I can watch, whatever I can sort of work on another thing. It's like, oh, and then it's like, I got two hours of nothing. I can go hang out on my balcony, you know, when it's not freezing, uh, you know, it's, it is, it, it's so easy to get away from not being focused and, um, and Part of the reason that I found that difficult, uh, we're going a little bit different direction here, but part of the reason I found that difficult is because I feel like every time I try and be super focused, something in life comes up and throws everything off the rails. You know, it's like, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to go to bed at 9 a.m. Three days later, hey, Britain, you know, we're going to go get drinks with a bunch of professional colleagues. You know, it's like good context to have. And we're starting at 830. You know, it's like, you know. <laughs> So I just had this plan, you know, how am I supposed to execute on this plan? And that's a balance I've been trying to figure out for a long time. And, you know, and I think the, the answer has to come down into kind of like essentially micromanagement and micro discipline, which is instead of trying to be disciplined across the big board um, or across the whole board, it's more a function of if I say no to this, you know, going out and doing something, um, with a friends or whatever it is, you know, if I say no to X, 
then I better make sure that I am fulfilling, you know, filling that time with what I should be doing with X, Y, and Z, right? And, you know, instead of just saying, well, I said no, so that I could be free to focus on the things that I want to do, but then not actually following through on that, because then I'm shorting the experience that I could and, and or should have had. And I'm also shorting myself of making progress in the things that I have told myself are important to me um, and things that I want to achieve. And so that's kind of where I've been at lately. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, Britton, why aren't you getting those things done? Come on, you got to put your foot to the pedal. I'm a lazy loser. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I guess my thought on that is, um, first of all, you, we all need to give a little grace to ourselves. Um, and again, we're not perfect and we're not supposed to be, you know, putting our foot to the pedal. And there's like a fine line between, you know, doing something because we want to better ourselves and doing something because we're guilting ourselves into doing it because we feel like we should be doing it in order to better ourselves. So, you know, I found that operating from a perspective of guilt is just doesn't help, right? So there's that. Um, there's also a factor of, you know, like just lining up the small things and just knocking them all out at once. Um, so, you know, if you got to do the, the dishes and, you know, like, and you don't want to do it right now, that's, that's totally fine, but you know, there should be, you know, sort of a list that you just bang out. That could be one, you know, possible intervention. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, when you were talking about the nine to five thing, um, you know, I guess that's one example of competing priorities where obviously you'd want to go to bed at, five, at nine and get up at five for a reason, but not because you want to do that in, a, in and of itself. It's because you wanted to get something done in the morning or you want to build good habits. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, like building contacts, going out with, you know, um, networking contacts, friends for drinks at 830. Um, that's like, that's another good, right, that you want to have. Um, and so like, you just kind of sometimes need to decide between those two um, and ask yourself, why, why is it that you wanted to get up at 5am the next morning? Um, you know, and sometimes, sometimes that has to, you know, give. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, the hard part there, even from a mentality processing standpoint is you get, or I get, I guess, uh, torn between what is a habit I want versus a good that I want. Right. And that's where it can kind of be tricky and annoying, but Hey, someday maybe I'll be the uh, captain of my own ship. And I'll be like, look guys, uh, eight 30 doesn't work. Six 30 be there too bad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe only time will tell. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, okay. The only other thing I was thinking about we can wrap this up. But the only other thing I was thinking about was, and we touched on a little bit, but it's just trying to maintain a positive outlook. Um, because I, you know, we, we both have experienced, um, a lot of negative things just in life in general. And, and that's not to set us apart apart. I think, you know, everyone has, and I think there's an element to a choice and a practice and a habit, et cetera, of trying to maintain and a focus on trying to maintain a positive, happy attitude, because I think being negative, um, being down on yourself or the people around you or whatever it is, circumstances around you is not setting you up for 
positive thinking and a positive mentality. And that's the other major part of, of a mentality. It's, and maybe it's the, the third element of what you were kind of first addressing off the rip uh, from Kobe is, you know, there's the brute force part, just put in the hard work, right? And then there's a strategy component, um, trying to figure out what and how you should be working on it. And then there's also, I feel like a positive mentality, because no matter how hard you're brute forcing it, sometimes you can't make it work. Sometimes you get the Achilles, you know, torn. Um, and then no matter how much strategy you have, hey, I'm waking up at five, I'm going to bed at nine, uh, you know, sometimes something comes up and you can either let it ruin, you know, your experience from 830 to, you know, 11 <laughs> or whatever. And or you can let it affect you for the next three days in terms of just having a, a negative part of your, your thinking and um, taking away from the life that you are living in the moment. And so that's not to say people don't go through hard times. That's not to say you can and never should be negative or pejorative or um, properly assessing what isn't a, a helpful or healthy or you know good or right situation. Um, you, you know, it's important to be true to, to what is true, but at the same time, uh, maintaining just a positive outlook is, you know, it, it, in my opinion, is another huge part because it's it's the it's the element that gets you through when things don't go right, when things don't go wrong uh, or uh, when things do go wrong. It's, you know, you have to reassess and reset and you can't really reassess and reset from a negative um, standpoint or at least very easily or very well, and certainly not as successfully. Because it, it inhibits you from learning, in my opinion. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it's important to to believe in yourself. Um, and maybe this is something, you know, going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, talking about the inspirations that we have, the heroes that we look up to. This, what I'm about to say is probably something that, um, you know, you can't take my word for it because you know I haven't completely made it yet. I'm only 26, um, and I'm still trying to achieve it myself. So you know, I would say look up to your own heroes. For myself, you know, I look up to Kobe when he said, um, you know, like if if something is not working out, right? Like it's quite easy to just say, you know, like point to whatever external circumstance, you know, any external circumstance that whether or not it's within your control and point to that as the reason for why you're not achieving the degree of success you wanted to. Um, and, you know, for him, you know, he basically said, it's just, that just sounds like a whole bunch of excuses, right? If you want it bad enough, you have to, you got to make it work. Um, and you got to find a way. Um, and you know like that's 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 a reason why i you know going to a different source of inspiration that's why i love movies like the martian um you know at the end where matt damon is like you know at some point you're just going to think this is the end like this is how i'm going out and you know i've certainly had that thought at times like is my career over you know like am i ever going to amount to anything am i going to be the 30 year old living in my mom's basement right <laughs> um and after you get over that initial shock, it's time to get to work, right? As he said, you do the math, you know, if, and if you get enough things right, you get to come back home, right? And I feel like whether or not, you know, nothing is guaranteed in life. We all know that. And like success isn't guaranteed in life. But at some point, we have to just determine for ourselves, we're not going to give up, right? We're going to keep on finding a way 
to make that dream come true. And we're just not going to give up. We're not going to, you know, turn around and say, you know, blame an external circumstance. Um, and, you know, for me, and I think you as well have decided, even if success doesn't come, um, I would rather have gone out trying um, rather than just, you know, turning over, laying, um, exposing my stomach, um, <laughs> you know, just laying in bed, wasting away, wondering what could have been. Um, that's just a decision that I make for me. That's the person that I want to be. Yeah. Well, and I think the only thing I'm going to add to, to what you were saying is the, at the first part, when Kobe's saying like, look, if you want it, then you have to, you know, you have to put in the work if you want it badly. Right. And I think it's the only thing I'll add to that is it's also okay to not want something, right. It's okay to be at peace with where you're at. It's okay to be happy with the trajectory that you're on. Um, like there's nothing wrong with that either. Like you're still a, a serious, substantive and important part of, of the community, right. A, a, as a whole and at large. Um, and that's still like a, a good and positive place to be. Um, and I think a lot of us will go through phases of that and then we'll go through phases of the other and there's a, you know, there's an ebb and flow to it. So, um, so for sure. For sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, Hey man, uh, let's uh let's wrap this one up everybody thank you so much uh for joining us this was fun this is uh, less interview-esque and more uh conversational but i figured uh, at least for now it would be uh be an interesting interesting episode so i uh, hope you enjoyed and please uh you know leave a like subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this platform we will catch you next time